The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, The Saturday Morning Hangover. Good morning and welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, SASportsStar.com. I am James Pledger, joined by my guy, Jack Thompson. What up? What's happening, my guy? Man, just happy to be back in the saddle. <laughs> I'm happy to have you back in the saddle, for being honest. Oh, man. It was... Uh... It was a lot of fun last night. Of course, we were out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar, the Slackadoches location. It was Rudy J's birthday. And <laughs> the Blitz was there live. Extra Innings was there live. And I get to end up seeing my guy come out there live and hanging out with me. And, man, that was a lot of fun last night. Yeah, it was a blast. Of course, uh, you on... Uh, your dad was there because he did the show with me. And, I mean, <laughs> th- you could kind of see throughout the night because I know y'all were also going to, I-, I guess, a belated birthday dinner Yeah, for the fam mm-hmm. a little bit later in the show. But you could kind of start seeing things right about the time that y'all left. Start to kind of turn. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, man. But it was a good time to have by all. Rudy J looked like he enjoyed himself thoroughly, which was the point. So it was great to get out. It was great to actually do a show out and about. Mm -hmm. Hadn't done that in a while. So it was really, really good just to get out and have some fun. No hangover here. We're good. We solid. (laughs) Rudy J, don't know. Things might have gone... Hey, my head's good. I'm in a good spot, Ryan. Of course, you can follow along on the show on YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star. Like, subscribe. You can comment along the show with, uh, like, Rebecca Gonzalez and Ryan have. And you can get us on Twitter. Yeah. At Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. The big news that kind of came out yesterday and... We've been talking about like wanting this, yeah, in the worst way. There are a few things <laughs> like I covet more. Than it was Wimby, ha- yeah, yeah. Well, that was number one. <laughs> yeah. but because of but Wimby, what comes with Wimby, yes. yeah. And this comes with Wimby, and what comes with Wimby is the fact that according to the San Antonio Express News, they. San Antonio Spurs are exploring a possible downtown arena to showcase Wimby, and that downtown basketball venue could sit side-by-side with a proposed new baseball stadium Mm -hmm. because the missions Mm -hmm. need a new place to play. And on top of that, they have this fantastic new ownership group that is led by Ryan Sandberg Baseball with Reed Ryan and Nolan Ryan, and of course, Manu Ginobili, and David Robinson. Yeah. So. Sounds like this has wheels. Those two things sitting side by side downtown, they would be the nucleus of the facilities that would start a sports district. 
that includes restaurants, bars, and shops. It is something that we have been saying that the Spurs have needed for a while on this show. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go to really any city with a major sports team, and this is what it looks like. Look at the Milwaukee. Remember when Milwaukee won the NBA championship? Mm -hmm. Remember everybody was looking at the Deer District Mm -hmm. and going, that is awesome. Yeah. Toronto, same thing. Yeah. You really go anywhere. like Xfinity Live up in Philadelphia. Texas Live in between Globe Life and AT&T Stadium. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's nice to be able to, because especially with Victor Wimbanyama, ticket prices are going to go up as the Spurs get good again. Oh, yeah. Not everybody's going to be able to go to the game. Yeah. But you can now have fun yeah. in conjunction with the game. Yeah, absolutely. And then have your fun. And by the way, everybody who was at the game spills into that area. Yeah. I That's mean, just... Uh, one, like, it's a fantastic idea for the fans and, you know, the citizens of San Antonio to, you know, go out and enjoy themselves downtown and be, feel like they're a part of the the game without really being there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, that's just a cash cow, man. It's an economic boom yeah. for the entire city. Yeah. For downtown, for hotels, mm-hmm. for uh, just Bars, restaurants, everything. Yeah. Parking. Yeah. Now that's the one that's the one caveat I'll say. There's not a lot of parking downtown in the first place. Yeah, so they have they... to have to build something like some sort of garage or something. Because oh man, can you imagine trying to get out of a garage and Yeah <laughs> after a game? I'll have to build something. But yeah, the the only my only concern is parking, but I mean that's Don't gonna be a concern, whatever, and yeah. we'll get over it. But it, God, I would love to just buy you Uber. Go watch a game somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, right now, currently, Rupub, thats kind of my go-to spot. Mm-hmm. Go check out the game, and it's a dope venue. But man, something about being in the in, in the, the vicinity, buzz, yeah. yeah, and the buzz of it all, especially downtown. Like that—that that would be so amazing. That really needs to happen. I am praying that this kind of gets fast-tracked because mm-hmm. the fact that they're already talking about it yeah. tells me that it's been fast-tracked because it was 2002 when the AT&T Center opened. That was over 20 years ago now. Yeah, th- this is the last year on the lease. The yeah. AT&T Center can, dr- can drink. Yeah. <laughs> and usually, you know, about that's about the time, 20, 30 years, you start looking. Yeah. At new venues in a lot of places or upgrading the old venue. But the problem with the old venue is there's nothing, there's nothing there. Nothing there. There's no reason to keep you after the game. No. There's not, There's not even, like, there's nowhere to even go around the AT&T. And the great news about having a new basketball-only facility, along with Wimby, you don't leave town for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't leave town February 1 and come back March 2 yeah. anymore. No more rodeo road trip. There's a possibility of hosting an all-star game again? Yep. Like, all of these great things. Like, I um, still remember the first all-star game that awesome. they had at the, uh, uh, the Alma Dome. Dome. Yeah. It was a great 
just going down there. I didn't have tickets to the game, but I went to like all of the all-star festivities that mm-hmm. kind of surrounded it. Yeah. And that's what bringing yeah. the all-star games about. It's yeah. about driving people down mm-hmm. and they can keep the rodeo at the AT&T center and let them do that. Yeah. In perpetuity. Yeah. Have it all year round. Just constant rodeo concerts and rodeos. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I mean, I'd rather watch it concert probably at that new baseball stadium <laughs> open air yeah downtown that would, dang, that would also be sick <laughs> wow yeah this definitely needs to be fast-tracked and happen as soon as possible and it, it's just it's great for the city it's also a great look for Wemby because he gets here he does his stuff all of a sudden like he gets a brand new palace to play in before he even signs an extension yeah which you build them a brand new stadium, it's going to be a lot easier to ink that extension, too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm getting a state-of-the-art, brand-new basketball-only facility? Yeah, I'm in. The problem is, it is going to cost taxpayers. Get ready. It, it's. I'm guessing, judging by what the uh, one in Golden State that mm-hmm. they just built, seeing as that's probably the newest one you can point to, probably going to be about a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so just get ready because they're... Hey, everyone in San Antonio, you only got to give one dollar. There's going to be Just show up, br- show up, bring a couple bucks, and we're there. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Fledger. You're listening to the Saturday Morning Hangover. Lots to get into today. I want to talk about uh, the franchise tag deadline coming up Monday. Tony Pollard. The state of the running back room, like I think it's very, very interesting where we are mm-hmm. and if there is anything that can save basically the running back position and at least them getting paid in in concert with what they provide yeah. to the team. Because it's not like running back's not an important position anymore. It's not like fullback, which is dying. There's very few uses for a fullback on the team. Running back, still one of the most important positions on a football team. Oh, yeah. Uh, Also, want to get into summer league action. Spurs fall last night. Um, Now 2-2 in summer league. Play again on Sunday. But kind of what we've seen, who are the best players? Where are some of the best takeaways that we've seen from summer league to this point? Because I know you're all in on it. Oh, yeah. And obviously, one other thing that I want to get to, seeing as the San Antonio Spurs have this great young mm-hmm. nucleus. Yeah. And even, not just the nucleus, but even the pieces around the nucleus, like the, the second unit, a lot of great young talent. Mm-hmm. Who are some of the best great young cores? Yeah in the NBA at this point as we get ready because there's a lot of teams that you can mention, whether it's Indiana, Sacramento, Houston, Oklahoma City. Like There are some young teams Mm -hmm. that look like they could be making a turn very soon. I think we're going to get into that in a little bit. And also, I had a question that I want you to ponder on for uh, the show, and we'll get into this in the next hour. You can choose one person to hand place on your favorite team. So think of whatever, and you can comment along. You can uh, tweet at us, at Jack underscore Thompson 33, at I am Pledger, at SA Sports Star, or you know, comment along on our YouTube live feed. You can handpick one person 
to be on your favorite sports team? Is it Patrick Mahomes to your favorite football team? Is it Shohei Otani to your favorite baseball team to where you're basically getting two players, it feels like? Or is it Nikola Jokic to your favorite basketball team? (laughs) I'll let you ponder on that. We'll get into that in the 10 o'clock hour. Same to you guys out on YouTube, out on Twitter. Get at us. Let us know what's going on. But when we come back, the San Antonio Spurs, they fell in Summer League last night. But what are some things and takeaways that we can take from Summer League? And what is our future for the Spurs as it looks like Wimby's going to go hide for about a month, recuperate, and get ready for the season? What is the impact of Wimby that's going to be felt on the San Antonio Spurs team? Vegas says one thing. Do we agree with them? That's all coming up right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 941 FM and SASportsStar.com. When traveling to see A&M in College Station, make sure you bring along the guys from 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Listen anywhere on the Odyssey Radio app. When's the last time you were in the motherland? Yeah, when you went to see Stat. Oh, man. Uh, not too long ago. Yeah, probably. I want to try and go my first Aggie game this year. Oh, dude. There's something different about it. I know. I keep hearing. There's absolutely something different about it. I was. I went to games when Johnny was there. And yeah, that was, that was different. That was stupid, man. <laughs> that was different. Yeah. Like, Johnny and right Mike Right now, Evans. you're just wondering if. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher can keep his job. <laughs> yeah. By the way, SEC Media Days are on Monday. We just finished mm-hmm. Big 12 Media Days, but SEC Media Days start Monday. The Aggies will be a part of Monday. Monday and Tuesday is SEC Media Days, and the Aggies are on day one. So there's that. Taking a look at our YouTube live feed, Robert Alexander says he's not sold on Jalen Hurts. Look for a big regression, hard, hard schedule. I, I mean, yeah, say- schedule's make yeah but i wouldn't say a big regression no he's already too good but i think even more so than the schedule like we were talking about in the break shane Steichen. yeah losing your oc i feel like that could be that could be tough that could be tough but all i know is jalen hurts goes into the lab comes out better every time he's done it since Mm -hmm. he's been alabama Mm -hmm. i didn't think he would be a legitimate nfl quarterback much less a star yeah he has made and refined his mechanics and and worked hard yeah to get to where he is i am super impressed by him i don't i do not expect a big regression no i don't expect a big one Ryan says, Wimby is about to come out of the time chamber in a new Super Saiyan form. Man, I that hope hyperbolic. so. <laughs> come out. Yeah, he's just chilling in there like Goku would be. Shane Carter says, Quentin Nelson on the Cowboys or maybe Shea Gilgis-Alexander on the Spurs. I mean, I mean, can... if you can handpick any player across the league, I mean, that's not the rules that I, that I put out. <laughs> but if that's the way you want to play it, but why Quentin Nelson? I'm not sure about why Quentin Nelson. Like I, are... I would totally take Patrick Mahomes and hand place yeah. him on the Cowboys. Are you kidding me? Yeah. If I that Super Bowl, boom. Yeah. yeah. Like one player hand placed, done. Patrick Mahomes makes you an instant Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like that's got to be my answer to the question between what we talked about. 
Shohei to the Astros would be huge, but like you're getting an ace and a slugger. I'm also <laughs> like, I like the Strohs, but I'm like a secondary fan. Yeah. It's not that's not my team. Like it's my baseball team, but the passion isn't the, the passion same. isn't the same it's that not I have the for Spurs. the Cowboys and the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. so. If I was going to handpick any NBA player to the Spurs, it probably wouldn't be Jokic. Really? Because, I mean... I can imagine I him playing be, around Wimby. Yeah, him and Wimby would be pretty wild. Huh. Yeah, it might... I, yeah, it, it probably would be Jokic, but... It wouldn't be Luka. Nah, it probably <laughs> wouldn't be Luka, because he ain't giving Wimby the ball. Dang, I don't know who it would be. But Jokic, now that Maybe I think about Giannis? it... No, I don't think... Maybe I don't. It's tough. Stuff could be stuff. <laughs> I saw your stuff. eyes kind of wide up. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. Ponder on that throughout the show. Yeah. It's cool, but you know the summer league's going on right now. Oh yeah, and the Spurs, uh, while falling last night, what are your initial takeaways from the Spurs and summer league? Because. You know, we got to see two games of Wimby. Mm-hmm. We get to see a little bit of Blake Wesley before they show him. Malachi Branham was shut down just before this last game. Yeah. But he looked really good yeah, in what we've looked. seen. And Julian Champagny has, yeah. like, he got that four years, $12 million, and he went out and started earning it immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Julian look, has looked really good. And we got to see Serge Jabari Rice for the first time last night. Serge Jabari Rice looked good last night. Uh but Julian's looked good. Last five games of the regular season last year, he was averaging 20-plus a game. Mm-hmm. So we got a glimpse of it. But, yeah, he's he's shooting the ball very well. He's definitely fighting for minutes. Um, of course, Malachi is just – that he just glides on the court. He's so <laughs> smooth. He's smooth. Yeah, he's he's so smooth, gets to his spots. I and when really like what I'm saying When right he's now. feeling it, too – Especially from three, he's he's deadly, and he's got like he's got athleticism that he doesn't showcase in his normal game. But if he gets you to the rim, he'll 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 put you in it. He'll dunk on you. I think he's going to be a really key component coming off the bench for the Spurs this year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Blake has looked better for sure. He's really calmed down his game. He's not as frantic. He look. He's definitely a lot stronger. Yeah, he put on fourteen pounds this offseason. Yeah. He said, and you can tell. Oh, he yeah. looks thicker. He looks thicker. He's still explosive. He's making better decisions, but he's still just not a good shooter. Still needs to improve on that quite a bit. What are your thoughts on everybody and their mother telling Wimby that he needs to bulk up? Nah, bulk up is absolutely not the right term. It's, it's not. It's yeah. It's you got to build muscle. You got to get stronger. Yeah, you don't have to get thick to get stronger. Like you think about it, this dude has big muscles. They're just stretched yeah. to an enormous length. So he's really never gonna get like swole and jacked. Like it's not gonna be like that. But it's about adding muscle. And everybody likes to point to Giannis as like. Oh, look at him. He tra- Yeah, over like the course of five, six years. Yeah. <laughs> like, Giannis wasn't an overnight ter- built into a Greek god. Like, mm-hmm. That took time. It took time, yeah. And if you put weight on too fast, especially someone of his build, 
you can that will lead to injuries. If if everybody's so concerned with injuries and Wimby, be scared about putting too much weight on him yeah, too fast because that that changes the whole mechanics of how your body works. So, yeah, I think putting weight on is and bulking up is not the right term. It's just get stronger, core strength, leg strength, so you're not getting moved around off the block. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have big, strong arms to be an effective basketball player. That's not where any of your strength really comes from when you're playing the game. That's probably what you use the least. So <laughs> it's just cores, your core and your leg strength that you really need to uh, improve. And, I mean, he's going to be fine. It's going to work for him. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. Christopher Summers says, well, if only he win 30 uh, games – and better find a way to make the team a lot better. Vegas has them at about a 30-32 win team. I like what I've seen out of the young Spurs in summer league so far to this mm-hmm. point. I don't I yeah, think also, Vegas is wrong. Dominic Barlow has looked very, right? very good. He's very much improved. Very pleased to see what And remember you got Charles Bassey coming back too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've got a we have so many players on the Spurs, man. I know. It, we like it feels like we're gonna be at the deadline or I don't know when maybe before the season we're either gonna dump a bunch of guys mm-hmm. or we have so many vet young guy combos to go get players mm-hmm. like we have we have so many like solid guys on our team. Like, all the way down the roster, it's nothing but, like, guys that can come in and contribute. There's only a few, like, Wimby, Devin, and, you know, Jeremy and Keldon, I guess, kind of fall into that, too, that have, like, star potential. Yeah. But everyone else is just solid. Just a bunch of solid guys. Is a, is a lot like the Memphis Grizzlies, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, they've got, like, the one star in John Morant, but just a bunch of solid dudes surrounding mm-hmm. them, a bunch of really good players yeah. that fill out that roster. And you can become a really good basketball team really fast with a, with a roster like that. And also, what you're able to do, what you saw with Memphis, mm-hmm. is survive injuries. Yeah. Like, a team that is built so solidly with so many good young players mm-hmm. can sustain like an injury or two throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's a, what this roster gives you the chance yeah, to do. Yeah, so much depth. For real. So much depth at so many like positions too. Mm-hmm. Basically every position but two guard, we have a lot of depth. So where do you think then cause thirty two was the Vegas over-under I saw last in the Southwest Division. They were fourth out of four teams because Houston did a lot in free agency, and they're the new shiny thing that everybody's looking at. Oklahoma City was a team that was on the verge of the playoffs last year, Mm -hmm. making the play-in tournament, and they're getting Chet Holmgren back, so they're going to be better. I don't. Like I know Dallas has Luca and Kyrie. I don't know if that works. Uh yeah, I, I need to see a much larger sample size to see if it works and to see if either of them can humble themselves in any sort of way exactly. to, to play together. So this was a 22-win team last year. But as I like to tell a bunch of people, that 22 wins was willful. 
Yeah. They they probably lost 10 games that they could have won on purpose in terms of just thinking about weird lineups at the end of games, close games going into the fourth quarter before they get blown out and smoked. Like There were a lot of instances in which you were just like, hey, where's Keldon and where – where why why are we seeing all these young guys? Yeah. <laughs> well, why just, are we seeing the youngest of the young guys all of a sudden? <laughs> just looking at the schedule right now, between um, November fourteenth and December fourth, mm-hmm. we lost ten in a row. Yeah, I remember that. So that was that was awesome because that was right after a five and two start. Yeah. Right? So me, everybody was coming at us yeah. like, ha I told you. Yeah. And then they lose 10 in a row. We're like, what was that? You got quiet. And then between January, this is even worse, between January 20th and best one. February 25th, we lost 17 games in a row. So if you just assume with adding Wimby, we win half of those games, mm-hmm. that's already plus 13 wins. So 13 to that's what 35? Yeah. That puts you at about 35. And there's uh, like and then between uh March 21st and the 30th we dropped six in a row. So give another 2 3 there and the beginning of the season right before the 10 game win streak which ended up, or, or the 10 game losing streak mm-hmm. which should have been actually it should have been 16 games, but we won <laughs> one game between November 2nd and <laughs> yeah. So there's it. If, it worked. We got Wimby. <laughs> yeah, no, it worked perfectly. But if you just assume like we win half in those lost streaks, we're already into the mid 30s. So yeah. and then you add Wimby. Yeah, and now you're adding Wimby. Like you get ten wins just by actually trying to win games this year, and probably another ten with just adding Wimby. That puts you at around forty-two. Yeah, which puts you squarely in the play-in kind of playoff area. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be easy. No, I think the Rockets have gotten a lot better. Rockets have definitely gotten better. Oklahoma City is going to be a lot better this year. Oh yeah, but. My question is, do you think a team like Sacramento can sustain? I think they were the three seed. This I don't year. think they'll be the three seed, but they'll definitely be really good again. We'll see. Hmm. Looking at that, I mean Memphis Minnesota. Memphis is gonna be, you know, average for the first twenty five games. Are the Pelicans gonna it, be worth that's it? That's all Zion right there. <laughs> it's all up to him. It's definitely going to be a lot more competitive. Yeah, I mean there there are a handful of teams. Like how, how good, good are, the, are, the, are the Grizzlies? Yeah, the Grizzlies, the Clippers. Like what are Paul George and Kawhi looking like? Well, the Clippers when healthy, I like. The problem is, yeah, when healthy. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they going to be able to play? The Suns, you expect to Suns will be good be near the top. Yeah, Suns and Lakers will be good. What are the Timberwolves looking like? I don't like them. No, I gotta, didn't like. I didn't like when they made the trade for Rudy Gobert in the first place. Yeah, two of the that's the two of the softest bigs in the league. Wow, dude, there's literally I don't think there's anyone in the NBA 
I can't stand more than Carl Anthony Towns. Like, no, I understand that one. Just that dude just rubs me the wrong way, man. <laughs> well, I don't know if you heard this, but before we go to break, yesterday, Glenn, uh, Glenn, Big Baby Davis, he was, uh, he was being interviewed. I don't even know where he was, but he was talking about Victor Wimbanyama because everybody has yeah. to talk about Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah. And my favorite thing is Glenn Big Baby Davis goes in on Vic. You know what? Uh, the length I probably would have struggled with, but uh, the body, oh, yeah, tomato chest. They saw, you know, that boy looked like a little baby Bambi out there the other night. You know what I'm saying? A little baby giraffe walking around. You know, I don't think he can handle all this pain, you know? So I definitely would have used my body against that boy. Yeah, you're 6'5", bro, even when you shoot 350. Yeah, even... <laughs> Even when you get the shot up, Wimby still got three feet above you with his arms. Like, still sounds like a swat to me. And I don't understand people right now. They're talking out of both sides of the mouth a lot yeah. of the time. Uh-huh. Because, A, Wimby needs to bulk up. A, Wimby needs to get stronger. He's going to get, you know, beat around he in is. the NBA. He absolutely And I is. understand he yeah. will maybe a little bit. But Wimby, Giannis, Luca, most of these internationals talk about how much tougher the yeah. the oh, European yeah. leagues he and even, games Wimby are. Wimby even came out and said it. Yes. He was like, yeah, European ball is way more physical. Like, I'm getting fouled here, but not nearly as much as I was getting fouled. Which... I don't. Here's the part I don't understand. When everybody's like, "It's a man's game." This is the NBA. He's gonna get physical and roughed around like it's '90s basketball. I'm like, I thought everybody was complaining because the NBA was soft now and nobody plays defense and you're all shooting threes and running up and down the court. Like, which is it? Is the NBA tough and physical or is it soft and a bunch of threes? Yeah. (laughs) Which is it? It's. It's definitely Which, soft and a whichever, bunch of threes. Whichever one fits the narrative I'm yes. trying to... <laughs> I, absolutely. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, Austin Eckler had some very interesting things to say about the running back market and how it's changing. Is there a way to fix that? Because Tony Pollard is currently sitting on the franchise tag... And we have not seen a lot of movement when it comes to the franchise tag and teams willing to pay running backs this offseason or in the last few offseasons. Is there a fix? We'll discuss next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. Ribs, burgers, chicken. Mm. Submit what you grilled or smoked, and you could win a $50 gift card from Tri-County Meat Market. So good and tasty. Grilling with the Blitz. San Antonio, and welcome into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, SASportsStar.com. I am James Pledger. He is Jack Thompson. We are taking you till 11 o'clock, and don't forget, coming up at 2.30, we got Rangers Guardians as they've returned for the second half after the All-Star break. Jay Glenn says, no negative energy for my Mavs. It's going to work, fingers crossed. (laughs) 
Christopher Summers says he disagrees on the Lakers. They're not going to be that good of a team. I disagree. Like we talked about with the Spurs, just having a bunch of really, really good players just kind of all across the roster. The Lakers didn't go make the big splash move you expected them to make. They just filled out their roster really, really, really well. I liked what the Lakers did in free agency. Oh, yeah. The Lakers absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it. I think the Suns and the Lakers definitely did a great job in adding just... Mm -hmm. I mean, the Suns had no choice but to add small contracts. Yeah. But the Lakers went out and just, you know, they re-signed their best guys, dumped some that were expendable, Mm -hmm. and then with that money, just really filled in the cracks with some high-quality players. Filling in the cracks on an NFL roster seems to be the running backs right now because they feel like they have been just abused by the owners because, let's face it, a running back is a very important piece to a team. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to have a good, solid running game, unless you have Patrick Mahomes, yeah. and even he needs one. Yeah. <laughs> and the state of the running back market has been abysmal. Six point five was the best deal for a fourteen hundred yard rusher and Miles Sanders, and it only went down from there. Mm-hmm. You look at. This was the, the the most disrespectful thing was seeing Austin Eckler. The Chargers were like, all right, you're not happy. You don't like your contract. We'll allow you to go seek a trade. Yeah. Like, go find it. Mm-hmm. And then he had to come back, and it, it was nice. The Chargers gave him some more upfront money on his final year of his deal and everything. He didn't get the extension he wanted. Yeah. But they... They were like, here's some, we're going to guarantee like this part some of your hush-hush money, bro. Yeah. And so while that was nice of the Chargers to do that, like it, it just goes to further show mm-hmm. the the state of yeah. the running back market in the NFL. And we've got three guys on franchise tags. And, oh, my goodness, have the Raiders handled their situation so poorly. Yeah. They went from declining his fifth-year option to where you would have had him for at least another year on a a decent-sized deal that would have been cheaper than the franchise tag to having to franchise tag him early now so you lose kind of one of those years after he leads the league in rushing. Yep. Like, it didn't seem like the Raiders wanted him at all. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, career year? You're not going anywhere. Yeah. It is a brutal business. And then you got Saquon up there who can't even get $13 million a year. And he, they gave Daniel Jones 45 Yeah, that's that's honestly absurd because... Everybody you, knows that Saquon was the Giants offense yeah. last year. You just look at the numbers. like I think they were abysmal when Saquon was not playing for Daniel Jones. Like They were so bad. So, so bad. Bottom tier of the NFL. And when he was playing, that's how he earned that money. And they got to the playoffs. So, makes no sense, truly. Now, Austin Eckler was, he did a fantastic interview. And he is a he is a great player. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. healthy, he is one of the best running backs in football. He is For am- sure. incredible. And any fantasy owner knows that. 
you just dread him because he gets hurt a lot. But then everybody on on the uh, Chargers seems to get hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's with their strength and development team. They've got no skills players on that team that play a full season. It is the is Mark the calendar, like mm-hmm. Charger offensive and defensive play. Like they signed J.C. Jackson to a huge deal, got hurt last year. Joey yeah. Bosa, hurt. Like they just, what was it, Rashawn Slater, their offensive tackle, caught. Like yep. they just lose people so frequently, and it's such a high clip. It's incredible. But Austin Eckler was talking about like kind of the state of the running backs and the, how the market is this give and flow between what running backs think they're worth, what they are, and what the owners think they are and stuff like that. But he was it was more about the disrespect of and you wonder if this starts to bleed into the locker room mm-hmm. of not even starting wide receivers yeah. now making more than they are. It comes yeah. down to comparing. It's let's com- let's compare, right? Let's let's see what the real value add to a team is. You know, if I'm if I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and that's that's going to piss me off, right? I'm I'm a little bit I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me these people or the or the number three receiver is going to make more than me, and I'm the starter. I get more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. Um, it it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. And so that's where the that's where the fight comes in. And then you know you can compare our, our running back market to ourselves mm-hmm. um, as far as who's adding more value in that. And then right we compare ourselves to each other. And that's why Josh Jacobs right comes off of a you know a pinnacle year. Saquon you know very imperative for that offense out there in New York. Right, they're wanting to get their value. They're wanting to move up. Hey, I compare to these guys. I should be up here. I should be getting paid this. I should be you know Josh Jacobs should be at the top of the market. Um, and that's how we look at it. That's that's how it is. Um, and when we don't get that, absolutely, we're going to fight back. We have no choice. Right? Yeah. It comes down. It's not about. It's not even. It, it it seems like it's about money, but it's about principle. Right. It's about the principle about of yeah. adding value to a team. But then I also get it from the other side. If they're like, hey, none of these other running backs are getting paid. Let's just see what happens. Let's franchise tag these guys, and then let's let's wait a year. Let's see what happens. Um, so we're both we're both sides are playing this game. Um, and how it turns out, time will tell. It's always about money. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever a player starts to say it's about principle, not money, it's about money. It's about the principle <laughs> of me not making enough money. Exactly. <laughs> and I understand their frustration. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Do. Because running backs are vital to Yes, team. especially running backs like those two who not only run the ball at a great clip, but are also literally, you know, the team's best receiver coming out of the backfield. Joshua Jimenez says the Giants off was the Giants offense all Saquon or was it Daniel Jones checking out of passes to give the ball to Saquon? Maybe it was Daniel Jones. Obviously a play on how much we talk about Dak checking out of run plays. Uh which by the way, we're gonna see if it was truly uh Kellen's offense or if it was Dak checking out plays in Saint I think it's Los Angeles, I think. Yeah. I think that Chargers offense is going to be so fun to watch. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Because think about it. The Cowboys offense was has been spectacular under Kevin yeah. Moore. But better offensive line, wide receivers that stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's big key for them. I mean, sure. We'll but, see how long Keenan Allen and Mike Williams can stay healthy. Allen Williams, Quentin Johnston. He's yeah, he's a monster. Quentin Johnston. You you have Palmer. You you uh, have Eckler, Isaiah Spiller. Mm-hmm. Like no, they got a lot of weapons. That I, offensive line is not good though. It's gotta they gotta hold up. I think it was just not healthy last yeah, year. Yeah, fair. Like I think it's a good line. It's just. Much like the Cowboys that year, Dak got hurt. Everybody in the offensive line yeah. was dealing with an injury at some point during the season. Uh, six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six on the San Antonio Sports Star phone lines. You could call or text those or comment along with the show. And Joshua Jimenez, that uh, was funny. It was uh, got to meet him last night out at Rudy J's birthday party. He was one of the listeners that came out. It was great to meet you, Josh. It was a good time, but. I look at the state of the running back market, and I don't know if it's um, if it's going to change because I talked earlier about how the Chargers let him go look for his own deal mm-hmm. to kind of see where he's at. Like, okay, you want you want this big deal? Go find it. And he was asked about the opportunity to go find his value not on the open market, but just to be able to talk to the rest of the league and try and find out and gauge what the rest of the league thinks his value is. What did I find out? I think it was, I think it kind of shows itself, right? The fact that I am back in the charges, we had to come to some type of agreement mm-hmm. um, that it, and it shows itself in other forms as well. Not just my situation, but running backs or the, uh, these teams are being really tight when it comes to the running back market right now, because there's, there's no one moving. There's no one moving the needle. Um, and so they're all holding strong of like, okay, nope, we don't have to pay these guys. No one else is paying them, so everyone holds. Um, and that's kind of what we got pushed back, where we have people that are like, hey, yeah, we think he deserves it, but the landscape is what it is right now. So that's just, we're not willing to put that up because that's not what's happening. Um, so it's almost like, you know, it's almost like Twitter, where it's like, oh, it's, we're trending to pay these guys, and then everyone else jumps along. Well, the trend right now is not to pay running backs. So everyone's like, okay, well, we don't have to do it either then. Um, and it, it's it, whether it's right, wrong, and different, it's it just, it is what it is. And he's right. It is what it is mm-hmm. because yes, the trend is not to pay running backs, but it's, it's not because you're not worth it. I don't think the problem is Austin Eckler's going into his age 28 season mm-hmm. at best. He's got maybe three more years and you don't want to be stuck on the back end of a bad contract like the Cowboys were with Zeke or like the Rams were with Todd Gurley. Yeah. And once the decline starts to happen, it's not a slow residual fall. off. Mm-mm. No, it's a steep drop. It is. And that's the most brutal part is others. It's a slow kind of decline for mm-hmm. a running back. It is a sharp. You're done. like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> You've, you may be able to fill a different void, but you are not that anymore. Yeah. And Cowboys fans saw it up close and personal with Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. So it is hard to give these guys extensions because, unfortunately, the best part of their career yeah. happens on their rookie deal. Yeah. Like, there's no other way about it. And on top of that, the other reason it's it's – the way it is, I think, is the plethora of just talent. Mm-hmm. Like, quarterbacks get paid what they are because 
you can't even find 32 to fill out a starting NFL roster, yeah. right? Uh, you can't even put a good starting quarterback on every team. Yes. Yeah. Facts. There are so few of them. Mm -hmm. Every year we're talking about a fourth, fifth, sixth round guy, seventh round guy in Pacheco, undrafted guy in Arian Foster that yeah. becomes a great running back in this league. Every single year we have guys come in. Yeah. So you look at it like that. Obviously, it running is backs easy are to replace you. Yeah, they're deserving to be paid for what they bring to a team. But when you look at it on the flip side, like you just explained, why would I pay you when There's... I can just replace you with someone younger who might not be cheaper. as good, but he's you know cheaper than you, and he allows me to allocate money into different areas that you know can fill the void of he him not being you. So, yeah, it's just the nature of the beast of being a running back. And it is it sucks because they are so vital to a team. Mm -hmm. But I don't see a way that they can fix this. And he talked about it. Uh, Austin Eckler said, what's it going to take? I don't know. Maybe somebody – it's okay. I it's, maybe it's somebody like uh, Jacobs or, or Saquon holding out, mm -hmm. like actually holding out and not going. I noticed he didn't throw his 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 own name. Yeah, I ain't holding that. out the day shit. <laughs> like I I got to get my money, but maybe they can forego some money yeah. to reset the market. And to be honest, I don't. I saw it with Le'Veon Bell. I don't even know if that's gonna. Help. I don't think it'll work because then you just get replaced. And because Le'Veon Bell was not the same after holding out, mm -mm. and most running backs, you get to that part. If I'm as a businessman because i have to work under the constraints of a salary cap if i am going to build a roster yeah i have to allocate my money in certain places and i know a lot of it has to go to the quarterback position left tackle defensive end mm -hmm. like those are my highest paid positions they're gonna eat up probably over half of my cap and i've got to fill in yeah. the rest of my roster mm -hmm. i'm i'm drafting a running back i don't care first second third i'm gonna find a guy or two, or three, mm -hmm. they're going to be my running back. Yeah. And I am going to use them. And if they're good, I will franchise tag them, and I may franchise tag them a second time, and then I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Like, that's uh, – unfortunately, that's, that's the state of the running the back market. the recipe right now, yeah. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. Will the Cowboys – Get a deal done with Tony Pollard before Monday's deadline. After everything that we just said, because we know they're loyal, mm -hmm. and the Cowboys could open up cap space by doing longer-term deals. Tony Pollard, one of them, would it be beneficial to them? Is this the Cowboys' window? Jack and I will discuss next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. This is Rudy J from r, r in the Morning. Join us weekday morning, 6 to 10. We'll have plenty of sports and good fun right here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, SASportsStar.com. I'm James Pledger. I am joined by Jack Thompson. You can get, a, get at us on Twitter. I am at I am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. Follow the station at SASportsStar, or you can comment along on our YouTube page 
at SA Sports Star. Like, subscribe, and comment along with the show. Tony Pollard is coming to the deadline Monday along with Jacobs and Saquon, but the deadline is 3 o'clock on Monday. You have to have a new deal in place or you have to play out the season under the franchise tag. Cowboy fans know this very well because of what they've done in previous years with Dak Prescott or Demarcus Lawrence or Des Bryant. Like we've seen this play out time and time again with the Dallas Cowboys. Do you expect after the conversation we just had that the Cowboys will get a deal done with Tony Pollard? Oh man. I would would like, you like them to? Yeah, first. I okay. have no problem with getting a deal done for Tony Pollard. I think he showed enough last season. At what cost? Though, yeah, right? it's always the price point for sure. But if that, like we've talked about, that allows us to allocate funds into a different area to strengthen the team, of course, I'm all for that. Now, this could be... Well, you figure like eight a year? Seven and a half, eight. I figured it'd be eight, nine. Yeah, that. See that? I'm totally, I'm totally cool with that. Now, Let's if see. he wants over ten, <laughs> sorry, buddy. This will be your last year as a Dallas Cowboy, yeah. my friend. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good of a year you have. Yeah, it's, it's just running up and running back ec- economics and mm-hmm. how you control a football team because there's just not a lot of running backs making a whole lot of money anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. It There's is only, what it is. Looking at that list. Well, Joe Mixon just restructured his deal, too. Today, so he's not even on that list anymore. Yeah, there's only eight five. running backs. Five, yeah, I guess because three of those guys haven't signed. Yeah. Yeah, eight, eight nine. I'm, I'm and cool those with five it. are Derek Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Alvin Kamara. And <laughs> yeah, that Alvin Kamara contract looks terrible awful right now and that's the problem after unless you're Derek Henry or even Christian McCaffrey and even Christian McCaffrey's wasn't great yeah remember he got traded Mm -hmm. because they wanted to get out from under that contract yeah because the 49ers have quarterbacks on rookie deals Mm -hmm. they were able to take that contract on yeah even the Aaron Jones at 12 is not good it's not good. I don't it's not think it's terrible, bad. but I mean, I only see those top. I don't think Kamara deserves that much. He probably deserves around twelve, maybe. That Aaron mm-hmm. Jones, maybe even less than that. But yeah, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, and Christian McCaffrey. Those are just that's it. Those are the dogs out there, and nothing. They're. I mean, not that Christian McCaffrey's an Iron Man, but you know, like when they're in, it's. It's over for you. David Alejandro wants to know if the Pollard will take less knowing what the market is. It depends if he, he wants to get paid or not. Less for longer or, you know, you're trying to do one-year deals. And if it's a if it's a running back, I'm looking at three years. Yeah. That's that's the best I can do on an extension with a running back these days. The, yeah. the five-year contracts, thing of the past. Yep. At least for running backs, in yeah. my opinion. No, agreed. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover. Who, if you could hand-place someone on your favorite sports team, would you choose to do it? 
one person, one team. You can only do it for one of your favorite teams. So it's either your favorite football team, be it Cowboys, Texans, whoever you may be, your favorite baseball team, or your favorite basketball team. Mm-hmm. You could take one player and hand place him on your team. Who would it be? We'll discuss next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. James Pledger, Jack Thompson, the Saturday Morning Hangover. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM, SASportsStar.com. I'm James Pledger, joined by Jack Thompson, Easy e producing this radio show. Getting us out to the masses. We're on 94.1. We're on sasportstar.com. We are on YouTube. Like, subscribe. And we're on all forms of social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Threads. We are on TikTok at sasportstar. Follow along. Enjoy the ride. Also on Facebook. He is Jack Thompson. Jack, I asked a question as we got to the top of the hour. You can take one person. Yeah. From one team and hand place him onto your favorite team. That's tough. It's tough between adding Jokic to the Spurs, but I think I got to go with Patrick Mahomes to the Cowboys. That makes them an instant Super Bowl favorite. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not even close. I'm taking one person that makes one bit of difference. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. Like, if you're a Cowboy fan, if that's not your answer, I saw earlier somebody said Quentin Nelson to the Cowboys. Like, that does nothing. I can think of so (laughs) many more guys that I'd rather add to the Cowboys than Quentin Nelson. And I love Quentin Nelson. Yeah. (laughs) No, is Quentin Williams? No, he said Quentin Nelson. Uh, I'll go back up and find the comment. Quentin uh, Nelson, he's a he's a offensive the Colts lineman? offensive guard. We already have right there. Zach Martin. Shane Carter said Quentin Nelson to, on the Cowboys oh. or Shea Gilgis Alexander on the Spurs. Quentin Nelson's the guard out of Notre Dame. Yeah, that yeah. Plays. Well, it, and it you know puts you on the other side of Zach Martin. You got the two best guards in all of the NFL. That's, yeah, but no, nah, it's it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's not, <laughs> yeah, and it's not even close. <laughs> Jokic on the Spurs with Wimby would be pretty insane, but that, uh, that doesn't so crazy. That doesn't guarantee you not to the same level that Patrick Mahomes I think on that the Cowboys guarantees does. you a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes on the Cowboys. See, for me, it's it's really tough. It's really tough because just I want to see Patrick Mahomes. So seeing him on my favorite team would be awesome. Yeah, but I, while he makes them better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Texans are a Super Bowl contender yeah, yeah. immediately. That's how I feel about the Spurs. I don't think, yeah. I think that just makes our roster like, oh, we're we're going to win it. And same with the Rockets. Yeah. Like, I could put Jokic on the Rockets, but I still don't know if that makes it. And I can't, it doesn't have to be Jokic. It could be anybody. Yeah. I, I don't see the, the Rockets as a piece away from a title yet. Mm-hmm. Now, these young guys develop a little bit. Maybe that changes my mind. To me, it's got to be Shohei Otani to the Astros. That's a definite instant World Series for sure. (laughs) Shohei Otani gives you a front-of-the-rotation starter along with Framber. 
Mm-hmm. So he, And Dana Brown's already said he's looking to add a starting pitcher at the trade deadline coming up August 1st. So he takes care of that, and he provides depth to your lineup mm-hmm. and protection for Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. So he... He is like stealing two players mm-hmm. in a sense because of what he brings. And I think it makes the Astros World Series favorites. Oh, possibly. Yeah. I would certainly say so. <laughs> I would definitely say so. So, what say you? 656 ESPN 6563776. You can call or text, or you can get at us on Twitter. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. I am at I am Pledger. You can comment along on our YouTube page. It's just a fun exercise that I just wanted to stretch this morning as I look at kind of the state of all, all of the sports teams. Mm-hmm. All, of them, all of them feel like it's the era of good vibes for all of our teams, which yeah, is yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys... This is the closest they've ever been to a Super Bowl since the 90s, it feels like. Yeah. This is the window between the NFC being what it is, and there there just not being a whole lot of competition standing in their way, and the strength of what the roster is. This is as good as it's ever been. Yeah. Um, Spurs, you have Wimby. They're talking about a new arena. Like, the Spurs fans, go nuts. Rockets, they add a couple of big free agents. People are talking about them as a team that is ready to make a jump. The Texans, same thing, is the era of good vibes with D'Amico Ryans. The Astros have come off a World Series. They are trying to contend for another. And the Rangers are in first place in the AL West and playing amazing and had a, uh All-Star game record six players on the field at once during the All-Star game the other day. Mm-hmm. Plus, they have what I consider the odds-on favorite, to be the rookie of the year and Josh Young, who went to Madison High School here in San Antonio. Yeah. Like, it is the era of good vibes in all of our sports realms right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the needle, I think, probably pointing the highest mm-hmm. for the Spurs. Yeah. Because of Victor Wembanyama and what he's supposed to bring. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only thing. I mean... I kind of like what I'm seeing out of CD Sissoko. Oh, yeah. Big fan of CD, man. He is flashy with the ball in his hands. If you're not looking up, he'll hit you square in the face with a no-look pass. He he sees the floor extremely well. Great defender. Great, like, body type for the modern NBA. Combo forward guard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very impressed. Yeah. I like what I've seen on the defensive end from him, too. On our conversation, Joshua Jimenez says that Justin Jefferson to the Texans, that would be pretty boss. Uh, Steph Curry to the Spurs. Seeing Steph and Vic together would be dope. That would be wild. Uh, David Alejandro says, since the Spurs already have Wimby, it's Mahomes to the Cowboys. I feel like that's the most correct answer. Uh, Adrian Jimenez says, Mahomes or Burrow to the Cowboys, maybe even Trevor Lawrence is guaranteed at least three Super Bowls in the next six years. I don't know if Trevor really moves the needle like that, but the other two, certainly. Ah, yeah, man. Um, I like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, just but I haven't seen enough of it yet. Yeah, I, I saw one season of it. I need to see a little bit more. But remember, 
The Jags gave the Chiefs all they could handle in the playoff in the postseason too. Mm-hmm. The Jags put up a fight against the Chiefs. Yeah, and I'm definitely excited to see what uh, Calvin Ridley looks like on that team, dude. You forget about some of the offseason moves that have happened because this happened so long ago. I think, didn't this one happen at the trade deadline during the NFL season? Yeah. Just sneakily went and snagged him. That, talk about looking to the future, man. That is that is such a great yeah. forward-thinking move. Oh, yeah. Because before Calvin really missed the season, he was trajectory as one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah. He Easily. Was, he was unguardable one-on-one. What's with all the gambling in the NFL? I don't is it that, Is it that hard to comprehend those rules? I like, truly don't get I it. I read them over, and I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> like, don't gamble on team property. Don't, don't gamble on team plane. Yeah, don't gamble on football and just don't do it at work. Yeah. That's literally it. Don't gamble on your sport, yeah. or not even your sport, on your, like, league. Yeah. Okay, cool. Bet. Don't gamble on the facility, like anything. Like if you're on yeah. company ground or company time, yeah. don't do it. Okay, cool. Bet. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> you're really gonna risk all that? Like you're gonna risk your career and the season and just for a bet? And the ones that bet on their own team too. It's like. You're an idiot, dude. Do you not know who Pete Rose is? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are you thinking? It's just, I cannot wait. And there are a bunch of things that are going on. Let me see. We've got a text up here. Adrian Jimenez, all these guys we're comparing to Wimby to be irrelevant. He's in a class of his own, those guys are going to be playing in the win BA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that, the win BA. Because it does feel like that. Like, he is such a massive Mm -hmm. star. Oh, yeah. That the NBA is already trying to forebode him. Yeah, they're trying to get him in the face of the league ASAP. We're going to see the Spurs on TV so much. (laughs) Like over the next five years, yeah, that's gonna be crazy. You remember the conversation? David Alejandro says, "Just have family members place bets." No, that's also how you get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> Just, don't do that. Just don't bet. Don't bet on your league. Don't bet on company property. You're good. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty simple and yeah. self-explanatory. I think. Yes, very. Um. But like I was saying, uh, with Wimby, like there is such a push to get him out. And I remember the narrative from 2014, hell, till last year, all the way through the mm-hmm. entirety. Spurs aren't on TV. Spurs, like they can't get a primetime game. Spurs, nobody's talking about them on SportsCenter. Spurs, nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing this. Why, 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 why? Yeah. That's going to change. Yeah. That's going to change, and it's going to change in a massive way. Yeah. They're going to be on TV oh, as yeah. much as the NBA can put them on TV. Yeah. They are going to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Because earlier, they didn't want it. Like, Tim Duncan, he didn't yeah. want it. Yeah, yeah. So, they kept it. Yeah, like they kept the Spurs it like that. kept the fence in, 
and protected them. Mm-hmm. And that was the Just way. how it worked, yeah. Wimby wants to be out. Wimby he wants, wants it. it. Jeremy wants it. Like This our... is going to be different. Oh, yeah. It's going to be much, much different. And I'm all for it. These aren't your dad's spurs. No, they're not. <laughs> they are not indeed. This is a whole new era. It's like I... Like I kicked off the top of the segment, this is the era of good vibes for a lot of teams here mm-hmm. in our local sports uh, realm and yeah. world. Man, Wimby. All-star first year? Yeah. Voted in? I think so. Yeah. I because fan, fan vote plays a yeah. huge part, right? Voted in. And easily. everybody wants to see him. Yeah. He's going to get votes not just from San Antonio, from yeah. the rest of the NBA. From the world. From the world. Yeah. All of France will be voting for Wimby. All 17 of them? Yeah, all 17 of those guys. <laughs> yeah, but he Wimby definitely all-star first year. I think so. Yeah, I definitely I, agree. The guy's going to average five blocks. Yeah, he'll probably fall backwards into defensive player of the year. Uh, of the year? Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year. I think defensive player. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. won it last year. I hope he does. And he averaged like almost four blocks a game. Wimby could easily average six plus. Like, and that's you worry. You worry about with Wimby. What I worry about is with Wimby is the narrative of basically. The same thing that you worried about with Jokic when it was like, ah, will he get his third straight MVP? I don't think so because the voters don't like to do that because Jordan didn't do it. Nobody else in the history of the NBA can, even though he's doing things that nobody's ever done. Absolutely. And look at that. Jaron Jackson Jr., three blocks per game. Yes. Wimby's going to do that more than that just by being on, like, he'll get four blocks a game by just. Being a, mm-hmm. around the ball. No, I, I'm aware. I am extremely aware of what he's going to do. And I'm excited about it because we haven't seen it. Yeah. And his presence is going to be felt. Yeah. I'm scared of the voters. Like the people that vote on the awards. Mm-hmm. And if they're if they truly will give it to a rookie. I think... I think he should. Yeah. If especially like, if he does what I think he's going to do, yeah. I don't think he's going to give them like a chance to be able to even I don't but I also consider think yeah, not I, giving it to him. I also think the politics of that award are different than like MVP. Mm-hmm. You never see someone win the defensive player of the year award and there's someone who egregiously should have won it over them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's always like, yeah, yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. He blocked yeah, a bunch sure. of shots. Why not? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I think. Yeah, Marcus Smart is a bulldog. Yeah, bulldog guards you ninety four feet every second of the game. Yeah, makes sense. So I think there's not as much like ebb and flow to that. I think it's pretty pretty set when it's voted on. So. Josh Jimenez says Wimby might set a record for blocks in a season as rookie year, and David Alejandro says that everyone is going to want to test him. Yeah, bring it, bring yeah, give him. I mean, that just gives him more opportunities to block you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which but, will inflate those numbers. Everyone's going to want to test him. There's no doubt about that. But I would also be, you know, flip that. Wimby's going to be 
going right back at everyone else because, you know, he said this past week he wants to be the best number one overall pick that there's ever been. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Fletcher, Easy E producing. When we come back, we're going to rank the top young cores in the NBA. And I, I, I designate young core as probably tw- 23 and under. 23 is that a good bar? Works for me. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com, where the Spurs rank. Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM, SASportsStar.com. I'm James Pledger. He is Jack Thompson. Easy Edwin Hefner producing. Going to the break, I asked, what are the best young cores when it comes to the NBA currently? Because I think we have the the ones at the top with like the older, like the Suns, the Warriors, the Lakers. Yeah. But there's going to be a changing of the guard very soon. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see the bottom start to flip with the top. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five to one. All right. All right. And I'll give you mine as I can still see your, you know, writing. So I know you're you're writing things down. I really like. And it was a toss up between Orlando and Indiana, and I'm gonna go with Indiana. Okay. I like Halliburton. I, I like, love Halley for sure. I like Isaiah Jackson, Benedict Matherin, I think, is a is a bucket, Ben Shepard, Jalen Smith, and Jarris Walker. Like that is a really, really good young core. Mm-hmm. And I like it a little bit more just because man, Orlando, I, I like the players individually. Yeah. I don't like them as a team because they've got so many repetitive guys. Yeah. It feels I'm, like to me. Yeah, looking at them, I'm I'm switching my Orlando right it, now. It's it's you know, they got Paolo Bencaro who Monster. obviously love them. Monster. But Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Jack Howard, like it's, it's all the same guy. Yeah. All of them. They're all like twos that they're trying to force to be ones. Well, I think Black is a one. You think so? Yeah. He didn't play at Arkansas. Because they were so... He was... Nah, he did. He was the one. He was definitely the one. Okay. Yeah, Jalen... Or Anthony Black is a one. I thought... Cole Anthony... Who? Uh, Or what's his name? Uh, The other... Nick Smith? Yeah, Nick Smith. I would say Nick Smith is more of a combo one-two. But I, yeah, but yeah, like so. I went with Indiana just because, mm-hmm. like, I I feel like there's just too much repetition. Yeah, with them, uh, trying to you know get point guards. So and it's the same reason I didn't put Detroit in my list. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of repetition. Yeah, and they're trying to force Jaden Ivey to be a one. It feels like, and mm-hmm. I don't think he's a one. Yeah, I don't think he is, and that needs to be Cade Cunningham's gig. Yeah. Uh, at four, I've got the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay. I like Dyson Daniels. Of course, Zion Williamson and when healthy. Yeah. Trey Murphy, Kira Lewis. Love Trey Murphy. Jordan Hawkins. Like, I like. I just don't. I just. It's hard for me to count Zion. 
I get that it's hard to count him, but until he's yeah not playing the way he does when he's on the court, it's hard for me to discount him because when healthy, yeah, beast, <laughs> it's a monster. Yeah, he's a cheat code. It feels like at times. Yeah. So, the problem is his weight, his health, and his motivation. And, unfortunately, those are all things that I don't think are going to change. No. Uh, but just if I'm basing a young core, everybody in, if, you, if he was a free agent right now, everybody in the NBA would be salivating to go get Zion Williamson. Yeah. Period. Uh, at three, I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. I love Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren. Keontae Johnson, you and I have talked about my love for Trey Mann, mm-hmm. Kaysom Wallace, Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams. Both Jalen's, yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah Robinson Earl, like I, Usman Dang. Yeah. I, so I really like what they – this is kind of the blueprint that the Spurs have followed, mm-hmm. only they got their – Faster because they yeah. they won because they traded Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> they won. They got and, all of those guys from Paul George, which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, number two, and I don't know if it's my rocket hanging out. No, but I love what yeah. Houston had. Tari Eason was yeah. fantastic last year and underrated. I think Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and Alpen Shingun. Uh, Jabari Smith, Amen Thompson, man, watching Cam Whitmore, mm-hmm. and how does he fall to twenty? We, I don't know. I wanted him at six if I, we fell out of t- the top three. Ex- well, not even that. Like after one, there was talk of them trading back up, and once he got to that point of the draft, yeah, why is Brian Wright not trading up for Cam Whitmore? No, I absolutely agree. I mean, but it's crazy. We talked about this last night. His knack was people thought he didn't have a basketball IQ. Yeah. He has a poor basketball IQ. Do you know what Villanova is? Like, there's never been a player to come out of Villanova that has poor basketball IQ. (laughs) Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. So, yeah. So, they're my number two team, and number one, obviously. I, I love the San Antonio Spurs, and yeah. I love their young core. Whether you, And it's, hey, Wimby puts you over the top. Yeah, Wimby is the— Obviously. Yeah. But you've got Charles Bassey, Malachi Branham, Jeremy Champagne, or Jay, Julian Champagne, Jeremy Sohan, Vassell, Blake Wesley. Malachi. Malachi. CD. CD Sissoko, who Dominic I'm falling Barlow. in love with, Dominic Barlow. Yeah, like I there there's not just the top tier talent with um, Victor mm-hmm. Wembanyama, but there's so much more to yeah. that roster. Oh and it, yeah, I get very excited thinking about the positive, and that's why like when they didn't make a move at the trade deadline or in free agency, I was like, I get it. Yeah. See how it plays out. You've got a bunch of guys you believe in right now that we all kind of believe in. Yeah. See how how it goes. See how Victor fits with them. Throw the ball, see how it rolls. Like, I'm totally fine with running it back with what we've got plus Wimby. So that's my five to one Indiana, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, Houston, San Antonio. 
All right, my five to one, I'm going to go Orlando in that mm -hmm. just because I think. You like Anthony Black a little I bit. I do like Anthony Black a lot. I think Franz and Paolo are an amazing yes. combination together. So I'm going to have them at five. And, and I, think, I love Jalen Suggs. It's just I haven't seen it. Hasn't happened for him yet. I loved him at Gonzaga, but yeah. I honestly, like, Paolo is the one of the best rookies of the year that no one talked about. Nobody talked about him because he is in Orlando. Yeah. But, <laughs> man, he was a beast. And then going from there, I actually have Detroit just because Cade, I think, is going to be incredible. I love Cade. Jaden Ivey, great. Jalen Duran, that's baby Dwight Howard. <laughs> Isaiah Stewart, super solid. And the addition of Osar Thompson. And if they keep Killian Hayes around, he had mm -hmm. a really good year. After that, I go OKC, Giddy, Chet. We both love Giddy The Jalens, so Trey Mann, Dang. And if, if everything comes together the way we think it will with Oklahoma City, mm -hmm. Giddy, Chet, like the the positional mm -hmm. like yeah swapness they kind of have yeah and guys that can handle the ball like they're gonna be a very difficult team to defend because of Giddy and Chet and Dang and it's like Shea's twenty four so he is aged out of this yes but, but they have him yeah they also have Shea Gillis Alexander who like was the leading scorer in the NBA last year some slight. And is then, he 24 or is he, wait, I think he's 20. July 20, July 12th. I think he turned 25 this year. Oh, 25. Well, either way, I mean, dude, aged out. Dude, yeah, aged out. Two, Houston, I mean, so, insane amount of young talent. And if it was not for Wimby, they're an easy number one. You would, yeah, right. They're an easy number one. Like Jalen Green, Bucket, KPJ, Bucket, Singoon, that's, you know, baby, baby, Jokic. People love Sengun. I, yeah. I get why. I've seen this <laughs> meme on Twitter where it's like the evolution of Charizard. So it's like <laughs> Charmander, Charmillion, Charizard. And on the other side of the Sengun. meme, it's Sengun, Sabonis, and then Jokic. And I was like, that's genius. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we got to think of one of those for Wimby, though. I'm not sure there is one of those for Wimby. <laughs> then Barry Smith, I mean, he's going to take a huge step. Dude, he looks like he's taking a huge step already. Yeah. Tari Eason, super solid. And then you add Cam and Amin. That's just an incredible young core. And then, of course, Spurs number one just because Wimby. Like, well, not just not because just of Wimby. Because, but like if, he's the one that got them there. If though. we didn't have Wimby. They're like three or four. Maybe, maybe three or four. They might not even be in the top be five. Be in the top five, yeah. Just because I don't think Jeremy, Devin are enough. Malachi. Yeah, Malachi. I don't I don't think that's enough to go against like Paolo or Franz, Cade, Giddy. Okay. That's like, fair. Yeah. So yeah. OKC or Orlando, Detroit, OKC, Houston, Spurs. Build that man his arena. Yeah. <laughs> he is Jack Thompson. I'm James Fledger. This is the Saturday morning hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 941 FM, com. We have been putting the question to you all day long. You can hand pick, pick one person to put on your professional sports franchise. Patrick Mahomes of the Cowboys, Shoei Otani to the 
Rangers, Astros, what are you, who are you p- placing and where? That. And I got in a fun little exercise last night out at Slackers for Rudy J's birthday. We started ranking the top quarterbacks in the league. Mm. And that's always fun, right? Yeah. Especially this time of year. Like, where where does he fall? Because I think especially, especially in the NFC, Dak's in a position that he will... Let's let's just put it this way. An NFC title game should be the bare minimum for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll discuss that next right here on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM and SASportsStar.com. Welcome back into the Saturday morning hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star 941 FM and com. I am James Pledger. I am joined by Jack Thompson. You can follow the station at SA Sports Star, listen live at SASportsStar.com, or subscribe and watch on our YouTube channel and comment along at SA Sports Star. We are also on threads, TikTok, and uh, Twitter at SA Sports Star. I am at I am Pledger. He is at Jack underscore Thompson 33. The Dallas Cowboys have to take advantage of this window this year. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to get any easier moving forward because Tom Brady is out of the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is out of the NFC. This is as clear a path as you will get to an NFC title game. You have a defense that is loaded for bear and I think going to be one of the top units in the NFL in all of the NFL. Yeah. Your offense is set up to be as good as it's been since what Dak had Amari Gallup. Schultz, uh, yeah, I mean, that was his. It, this is by far one of his best collections of weapons he's had in his career. Certainly, with Pollard and Cooks and CD. Mm-hmm. Weapons galore this year for sure. Gallup, fully healthy. So I started to stretch my brain and be like, "All right, let let's go ahead and see." Because everybody likes to talk about where Dak ranks in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And some people love him. Some people hate him. And and usually Cowboys fan. He's starting to turn into Tony Romo. Mm -hmm. In turn. It's kind of ironic. Seeing as uh, the lack of playoff success was kind of what did Tony Romo win. But a lot of that was also the fact that that defense just was never very good. No, it was not. It was DeMarcus Ware and a whole bunch of normal whole dudes. A whole bunch of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the greatest collection. This is the Cowboys window. Yeah. And I feel like they have to seize this window while it's open. Absolutely. Which I don't know about extending. To- Would you rather extend Tony Pollard or go get Dalvin Cook on a one-year deal? 
go get Dalvin Cook on a one-year deal. See, me too. I think it. it you got to go all in with this because yeah. these windows are so small. Yeah, and it's hard to do what the Patriots and did. It's so hard to get to this window, like to get a Super Bowl caliber team. It's so difficult. Like unless you have Patrick Mahomes Where it's, and Joe Burrow Super Bowl caliber every year until he's not good anymore. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get a window this size. And yeah, you got to go all in. And I, I think Dalvin would really set it off. You want to go first or me? I'll go first. Okay. So one. Are we doing from one or from ten? Let's go one down. All right. One. Patty. Got it. Two. Joey Ice. Yep. Three for me is Jalen Hurts. Same. Four, Allen. We're on the same path. Five, Lamar. Okay, you got him a little bit higher than me. I've got Trevor Lawrence right there because of the postseason success he mm-hmm. had this year. I just need to see more of it. I do too. Yeah. But also at the same I time, Lam- I kind of need to see some more out of Lamar. I Yeah, but I've seen Lamar go get MVP all on his own. Sure. So but I- I've seen Trevor Lawrence basically do yeah, It's not fair. like he's got a whole bunch of weapons surrounding him. Yeah. He made Christian Kirk his number one. Yeah. He's a, he's on my list. Okay. Six. It got tougher for me from here. But yeah, I think six is where it gets hard. I, th- I went A-Rod just because he's still A-Rod. You went Aaron Rodgers. I went Justin Herbert. Okay. Seven, I got Dak. That's where I have Lamar. Okay. Eight, I have Herbert. Nine, I have Trevor Lawrence. And ten was really a toss-up to me. But I gave it to Tua for how good we saw him play when healthy in the beginning of last season. So Patty, Joey, Hertz, Josh Allen, Lamar, A. Rod, Dak, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Tua. Who just missed out for you? No ranking, but the guys who just missed out are Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, Geno Smith. Ooh, I didn't even have him on my list. Wow. And Derek Carr. How far he's fallen, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so mine, uh, same top five as you. I've got same uh, top four. Top four. Yeah. Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen. I went Trevor at five, Herbert at six, Lamar at seven, Tua at eight. Okay. Dax nine. Okay. But he's trending downwards. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've just got him on the downward trend. And Aaron Rodgers at 10 just because of eight. It's after four. It can really, like... But look at this list. Yeah, after four, it's all it's, interchangeable. Yeah. It's a hodgepodge because look at the names we've kept off the list. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. Geno Smith played extremely well last yeah, year. Yeah, that's why he got him on my... Justin Fields. Fields is right there, yeah. Kirk Fields. Cousins. Yeah, Kirk, right, yeah. Jared Goff played phenomenally I, I, last year. If I was going to add one more name, it would have been Jared Goff. And Brock Purdy. Let's not forget, Man. I know it's a nine-game sample size, but I will tell you this, I just know it because of the fact of the offense that's being run there. Yeah. It is but, very but hard is to him, find though? it. Is- yes, because not everybody can run it, as evidenced by Trey Lance. Trey Lance may actually be a really good quarterback, but there is something to throwing timing and rhythm and hitting yeah. a guy on the move in space yeah. and letting him run after the catch. Like The, the scheme means a lot. Mm-hmm. The quarterback means absolutely as much, which is why it didn't work, except for Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, they've been trying to find the perfect guy for this offense, and it have, hasn't worked. 
And I think they stumbled into him. Would you have Jimmy G on this list? Yeah. I mean, not now. I don't like him in Las Vegas as much, but... No, but I'm saying, like, Jimmy G, when they made that run, you would have him... Sure. I mean, he was a Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. I don't don't hate him. I think he was a good, like, a solid quarterback on an excellent team with... Yes. Incredible scheme yes. and great coaching. Brock Purdy right now is, and I don't want this taken out of context, he is Tom Brady in the early years with the New England Patriots. Just great manager. He knows exactly what to do with the offense. Yeah. And is that, There's is something that progresses? To that. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Like, he just knows. Like, he's intelligent. See, I put him in the lesser version of Trevor Lawrence. Just do it again. Yeah. And you're there. I get it. Yeah. And I, I believe he will. I believe this will continue. Yeah. And because of his contract, they're going to be able to keep this team together for a while. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, that that's how hodgepodge the quarterbacks get mm-hmm. after five. Yeah. Like, after five, everybody's kind of the same. I think after four. After four, you got to after, – after, you know, whatever you rank – Patty's automatically won. Slow your roll on Joe and have. I don't know. Uh, Look, I I will point out all the time. I love Joe Burrow. Yeah, I think he's an elite quarterback. Yeah, I do mainly because what he did without an offensive line for so long. But he fell into the league driving a Lamborghini. Well, of an offense. It just he was at LSU. Yeah, with. Terrence Marshall, yeah. Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, Driving, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, yeah. and Thaddeus Moss. Like he he had a great situation, We've and then never... he falls into Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon, uh, Hayden Hurst, Hayden like, Hurst. Like they've had, yeah. So like he's, he's always had weapons. I've never seen him without weapons. So it's hard to really gauge, but there's also like, there are traits like the offensive line. Yeah. And yes, huge thing. But it's just like going back to Brock Purdy. There's something to still getting it done. Yeah. Like there and, are quarterbacks that could have fallen into that situation and crumbled completely. Well, remember in a playoff game against the Titans, mm-hmm. he was sacked like ten times, nine times. Yeah, and still got it done. And still got it done. Yeah, and, and with people like coming down his chest, making pinpoint throws to beat them mm-hmm. on the road in a playoff game. That is ice in your veins, yeah, man. That's why he's Joey Ice. That's why he's Joey Ice. Joe Burr. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I would like explanation on why Dak is in your top five. I, Not in my top five. And, and you, you're as big a Cowboy fan as I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's after four. After you get past where you have Hertz or Allen, it's. It's a it's a hodgepodge of kind of like your favorite and traits you like, but yeah, there's it. it this really shows the tier, like yeah, Patty tier of his own, two through four. Well, Joe tier of his own too, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Joe Burrow. I, I'm not sure there's a big difference right now in Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. I mean, I get it from what we saw last year. So I would say, yeah, tier one, t- Patty tier of his own. Next tier is Joey Burrow and Hurts. Then after that, it's Allen and 
probably to like, I don't, I don't know. It's, everyone's list, list is different. But yeah. There's tears to this for sure. And Maurice Dominique is asking, because we were talking about this last night, where is where is he in your list? I, I got him at nine. Said I got him at nine. Right in front of Aaron Rodgers because he's 41, so he's got like a year or two left, and I expect yeah. a decline at some point in his play. Yeah. But, yeah, he's 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 at nine, Rodgers at 10, Goff and Purdy are 11 and 12. Like everybody, like we just finished saying, once you get down past Josh Allen, yeah, it's a lot of the same. Yeah, it really is. And it's personal preference for a lot, but yeah. they're all... They're all guys that need things around them to be successful more so than anybody else. See, how, how I kind of did it after them is, like, guys I've seen do it, Lamar and A-Rod, MVPs. Mm -hmm. Dak, I've seen him be, like, very good for a long time. Yeah. And then you got Herbert, T-Law, and Tua, who I really have all the talent in the world I've just never, I mean, up until T-Law last year. Remember, they tanked for Tua. Yeah. That was the thing. Mm -hmm. I just haven't seen it consistently enough. Like, Herbert could be four. I am so... Uh, he could be four. I'll discuss this on the other side. I have a huge problem with Justin Herbert, or at least how he's perceived. Hype, yeah, I don't... <laughs> what has he done? We'll talk about it on the other side. He is Jack Thompson. I am James Pledger. This is the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star 941 FM and com. I see what you did there, Evelyn. <laughs> Welcome back into the Saturday Morning Hangover right here on San Antonio Sports Star, 94.1 FM, sasportstar.com. Christopher Summers on our YouTube live feed says, honestly, our lists are funny. Why? Because we don't agree that Dak is in the top five? Is it funny because we just don't agree with you? Yeah. Dak's not a top five quarterback. Like, He's not. I like him. He's Love really, Dak. really good. Really good. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There are very it's like lowering the bar for elite. We talked about this last week. The yeah. bar gets lowered for elite. And what we think elite is. I was sitting in last Friday and RJ Ochoa used, you know, Dax an elite quarterback. He's like, Well, we've lowered he's like we lower it to fit people into it. No. Elite is elite. If there's only one person in that category, that's fine. That's why it's elite. Yeah. You're not trying to put as many people as you can. It's like the goat. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to put everybody in the goat conversation. Only yeah. one person deserves to be in it. Dak's a, you know, he's a very good tier two quarterback. Yes. That's he's what he is. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league. And right now, that's what Justin Herbert is too. Yeah. He is a guy who fills a bunch of stats. I. He throws a pretty ball. Yeah. He's 6'5", <laughs> runs like a... Beast, everything like, you love, everything about he looks him. like a QB built in a lab. But what separates that and that hair, yeah, gorgeous head of hair. But what separates tier one from tier two is not necessarily like arm talent or speed, it's what's going on between the ears mm -hmm. and how you process the game, how you see things developing before your, it even happens. That's what makes you elite. 
Because all the these guys are top ten in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They're all incredible athletes and fantastic quarterbacks. They're really good. But what separates tier one from tier two is what goes on between the ears, and that's just how it is. And Dak falls short of that sometimes. Every once in a while, yeah, not a lot, but there are times where his playoff, yeah, lack of success, like his. He has, uh, I was reading the stat, and I want to try and get it right. It was the worst, the worst, like, as as a quarterback who has multiple playoff wins, and he has two playoff wins, Mm -hmm. it is against the worst combined record. The teams that he's beaten in his playoffs is, I believe their combined record was like, 17 and 15. Yeah. Like he beats bad teams and he has not fared well against the good ones. He has not willed his team to a victory when it matters the most. It's facts. I love Dak. I'm happy he's the Cowboy QB, but there's another there's another level to this and he's just not quite Falling there. Just short of it. Yeah. Stats-wise, you can put his stats up against anyone. Sure. Like, stats are empty numbers sometimes, yeah, though. Yeah, exactly. Like I just got talking about Justin Herbert. A lot of those are empty stats. He is Jack Thompson. I'm James Pledger. Easy E producing us all the way to the top of the hour. Thank you for joining us this Saturday morning on the Saturday Morning Hangover on San Antonio Sports Star.